What's up, internet and cyberspace? Hello, everybody out there. Just want to say, on today's episode, I sat down with my friend Jordan, and it was a very interesting interview where we dive deep into her story about her divorce, a topic I never thought I'd actually touch on, but was nevertheless very insightful and very interesting. In fact, it got me quite emotional. Um, almost in tears at one point. Anyways, stay tuned, and I hope you enjoy the episode. Alrighty. Well, Jordan, um, thanks for coming on the podcast. Um, Thank you for taking the time. Uh, yeah, I guess, well, Jordan's one of my good friends and we've known each other for, what, a couple of years? Yeah, couple almost of years. two. Almost two. Um, today's episode's going to be a little bit different and we're going to talk about something that uh, I wasn't anticipating. <laughs> Me either. <laughs> yeah. So thanks, Jordan. That's alright. Well, Jordan, um, I guess to help give the audience a bit of background um, before we get started, tell us a little bit about yourself and what you're about and um, where you're at at this point in your life. Alright, uh, I'm 25 years old, of Māori descent, I'm very proud to be from New Zealand. Um, can't speak a word of my own language to save myself, but <laughs> I know all the songs. Um, I was born and raised here, uh, aside from living in Australia for seven years, to a lot about different cultures, especially the Aboriginal culture. I come to love that culture very much. Um, At the heart of everything I do is the gospel of Jesus Christ and my membership in the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. For those who don't know, um, some of our nicknames are the LDS or Latter-day Saints Church or the Mormons, (laughs) as some of you may know. (laughs) Carry on, Jordan. The Mormons. It's good to be alive. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yes, it is, my friend. Yes, it is. Um, I haven't always been. Um, what's the word? The same. Um, I've always gone through different stages of life, changing, coming and going. I guess what I'm about is, um, well, what's always stayed the same for me is family. And um, growing together, developing really good family relationships, and um, helping our children, my nieces and nephews, um, help, uh, helping them to know who they are, um, because identity is really huge. But yeah, that's what I'm about. Awesome. Family and God. Family and God. I like that. Not the most professional, had the most professional setup. Um, <laughs> oh, okay. Oh, about that. Anyways, we'll save that for another day. Ah, uh, she's holding up a microphone, <laughs> implying we should sing karaoke. Um, so, Jordan, uh, I guess, you know, just on before we started, I um, had the impression to, I guess, to ask you to share your experience um, with your 
marital status and mm-hmm. perhaps uh, things that you learnt and um, I guess what happened, sharing as little or as much as you feel comfortable with. Yeah. Um, because yeah, I feel like uh, yeah, I don't know. Like I said, I feel like it's quite taboo and not discussed as often as perhaps we should or could. Maybe I think you're right. Um, I also think that maybe. Um, my circumstances might also be quite unique, um, where it doesn't happen often, um, maybe in some places it's unheard of, um, <clears throat> but yeah, I'm more than happy to share the experience. Yeah, just whatever you feel comfortable with, and I guess... Yeah. I think know. the best way for me to start is, right now in my life, I'm, I'm single, and I'm happy, and I have great friends, um, and I have no feelings of bitterness or um, resentment. So I'm really, really happy. I just want people to be mindful of that when I speak. So, yeah. Alright, Jordan's there, just entered the room. <laughs> yeah. Oh, how's it going? Two. That's Just interviewing your daughter, just trying to get some insights. <laughs> See if she can help out some people. I know. I'll see you in a sec. <laughs> always, we always want the truth, mate. That's the thing I seek. Sorry, Jordan. As you were saying. No, no, it's all right. Um, well, it's first a, of all, first of all, very happy. Uh, it makes me happy to hear that you're in a good state yeah, of happiness because yeah. never easy going through what you have gone through. So yeah, for um, sure. I think as I gather my thoughts, um, it's it's really interesting to note that a lot of my experience that I'll be sharing um, I really have to dig deep and try and remember because the healing process for me was really important from it all it's, it's nothing crazy and um, adventurous but um, it did take a lot of time to, to get over this um, anyway <coughs> for those who don't know um I was married at the age of 20, fell in love with an awesome young man um, when my family and I were living in Australia. Uh, we were 17 years old at the time, or I was, and uh, our relationship developed and flourished and grew, um, but because I was so young and he was also the first boyfriend I had ever had, um, I was I was really smitten. Um, some would say that it was blind love. Maybe they were right. Um, I don't think about that part too much. <laughs> um, so by the time I had turned 20, we were married and we, we started our lives together. It was great. Um, both sides of our families were very supportive, um, like normal families do we'd have disagreements and we just work through them. Um, about two years into our marriage, I fell pregnant with our first child and and that was that was the best that, that was the best, most amazing experience. Um, I don't really know how to describe that um, besides um, besides being really, really happy and 
when I was 12 weeks pregnant, my husband left me. Um, and maybe there were there were um, small little events leading up to this point, but I wasn't aware of them. So for me, it was out of the blue, and um, I never saw it coming. It was a bit bit of a blindside for me. Um, a week after my husband had left me, I lost the baby, and so. I had also in the process moved home to my parents because I was living alone and that wasn't ideal for a pregnant woman. Um, so after I had lost baby, I was husbandless, kind of homeless and babyless and I was on my own. Um, I think that's where I get my huge sense of family from is because that's all I had um, at that point. That's all I felt I had my parents and my sisters um, I just want to backtrack a little bit and talk about maybe or just um, not investigate but maybe discuss a little bit more about why my husband would have left uh, because it was so sudden um, I felt like maybe he was he was too scared to communicate with me to talk to me about whatever he may have been feeling um, all he ever said to me was that he was really confused and that he thought we were too young to be married um, really interesting though after I did lose baby he wanted to try again and, and stay together um, but I think at that point um, there was no going back um, not because I, I was angry with him it's not because I was angry with him or, or lonely or sad that I'd just lost Bubba, but um, I could see that he was legitimately confused. He didn't really know what he was doing. Um, and I had just lost the love of my life. I was really happy in my marriage. And um, I think it was just best for him if I stayed away. And so I did. That was, it was really heartbreaking and I was really lonely, depressed to say the least, um, but I think anger was dispersed once I saw how losing our child really did affect him. Um, and now as I look back, I think maybe that's why the healing process for me wasn't so bad. Um, he didn't leave because he was selfish, he left legitimately because he felt that maybe he needed to truly find himself and that he wasn't going to be the best husband or father he could be to me and to our children if he stayed. It doesn't really make sense, but I think it's true. very respectful and have pure love and care for 
there's nothing but kindness and caring needs to say, which is something that I'm really proud of. Yeah. You should be very yeah, proud of that. Massively proud of that because <laughs> yeah, if there's anything if there's anything in this world that I I wouldn't like to leave is, is that, that I could leave this world and say I have all of my relationships and friendships with people were left on a peaceful note. And I'm so grateful to be able to say that about my ex-husband. I didn't get angry at Heavenly Father, I didn't take my anger out on Him, um, but I was very lonely, and um, I, I was so lonely that I didn't feel like He was there, um, and so instead of trying to seek help from Him through prayer and through scripture study and fasting and going to church, kind of took a different approach (laughs) and um, relied on my own sources of fun and entertainment and happiness Um, I didn't go off the rails but I guess I just lived life um, working hard for money and traveling and making heaps of new friends rebounding was in there for sure <laughs> <laughs> have to keep it real man. yeah gotta rebounding, keep it real yeah rebounding was in there for sure only natural right <clears throat> and so maybe I think I, I had lost myself a little bit there um, my journey in the gospel of Jesus Christ is really vital for the, the next part of my story and I think my marriage um, has had a lot to do with me growing up. Um, Everybody's different. What do you mean mean by that, growing up? Growing up. And to you, what does that mean to you? For me, it means um, I learned a lot about myself. Um, I learned that I had qualities and attributes that I didn't know I had, but I also learned being married and being a wife and making huge commitments like that, um, that I wasn't as amazing as I thought I was, or I wasn't, I didn't have some attributes I thought I did. Um, the obvious ones are patience and kindness and long-suffering. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I also learned that um, you know, putting others before yourself isn't necessarily a bad thing Um, and you can find the balance between taking taking care of yourself being kinder to yourself at the same time as being able to love someone else unconditionally putting their needs before yours does that make sense to you? so I think to clarify what you're saying is to it's trying to it's it's never easy to try and strike that balance between um, putting it being charitable and serving others versus 
taking care of your personal well-being. Is, yeah. is that what you're trying to? Yes. Yes, I am. Um, I only say that because um, I don't. I don't mean to make it sound like a trend or anything, but you can make it trend. I, <laughs> I have so many friends who are divorced. Yeah. And and they all say the same thing. I needed to take care of myself first. I needed to take care of myself first. And I saw my husband doing the same thing when he left me. And I completely understand that for me, I learned that I can do both. I can do both. I can take care of myself. Um, I can learn through marriage and through love. That's why they talk about the significant commandment, love the neighbor as thyself, yeah. right? Yeah. So, and I think for me personally, that as thyself part often gets ne- neglected. Yeah. Um, which for I just, sure. I don't know, it, it kind of sounds like this is the part you're, you're redistributing those efforts, um, having gone through um, this, this experience. Yeah. Um, I, marriage is amazing. I've, I've been single for, for how long did I say? Three years? Three years. I, yeah, if marriage came up again, or the opportunity to be married, to fall in love again, I would take it by the balls. <laughs> for the balls. sure. That's a whole for lot of taking. Sure. That's a whole lot of taking, Jordan. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, yeah. Only because of fun. I also only say that because of my friends, they, they feel like once is enough, they've been there, done that. Sure. I think it takes a lot of faith to continue to try again. Humans won't race to just give up after one go. No, it's definitely not the DNA, is it? Mm. Otherwise we wouldn't have survived this long. For sure. Um, sorry, I guess to, to, not to keep digging at the wound, I nah. suppose. Um, for those with without religious backgrounds or um, yeah what would you say you know what were some of the things you would tell them those who have been divorced to not so much accelerate but to help guide them in their recovery from such a you know heavy and emotional experience i think i would probably say Allow your friends and family to help you and to support you. Um, I feel that my healing was accelerated simply because I accepted the invitation by my friends to just hang out and just spend time. Um, and you could say that it was was running away from the problem or just ignoring the problem or they were a good distraction but sometimes you just need a distraction Mm. and um, there's no shame or blame in that Um, but I think friendship and love and support from family members helps you to remember that love continues to exist and just because your heart has been broken or something so dear to you has shattered doesn't mean everything else in your life has Yeah, no, having um, had, thank you, um, having had 
you know, failed relationships myself, um, you know, I really look up to you in, in the sense of, of the way you've taken it in your stride and still rubbed off that, shaken off that resentment and um, bitterness, which often accommodates companies, those who have gone through such um, breakups. Yeah. So. That's true. Um, I also think that every marriage is different, um, and mine was certainly not like anybody else's, and someone else's marriages could be completely different as well. Um, and I hope I'm not stepping any boundaries on your podcast, but in our church, we believe that marriage lasts forever, not just in this life. And so, um, my marriage wasn't, but um, typically when you marry another member of the church and you both feel that you're ready to make a promise with each other and with God to be eternal companions together forever, um, you're sealed in one of our holy temples um, all around the world. And for us, that seals and binds your marriage forever. And your children are born into that marriage, and you become an eternal family. Your family relationships can be perpetuated beyond the grave. And um, sometimes when divorces do happen, especially in our church, some people are... It's... It's just really hard to break those seals. Once you become an eternal, eternal family, some people suffer divorce because of the choices of the spouse. Um, it's really hard for them to come back from that. I, I didn't have that. Um, a sealing is a really important ordinance. Um, when an eternal family is broken, um, I can completely understand the bitterness and heartache that comes from having to deal with that um, because for us it doesn't just affect you in this life it affects you in the next life um, and so I think I'm, I'm just being really mindful of the fact that every marriage is different and everybody's going to have to deal with it differently but my advice in the smallest capacity that it is <laughs> is to just try and accept love wherever and however it is given to you um, because healing is going to take time so you might as well just start where you can fill that time with positive things yeah even if it is like you said a distraction yeah for sure i have <coughs> yeah i have one friend in particular who's um not suffering from that but has had to deal with that and i look up to him so much had to put in just to stay positive and keep busy and keep progressing and just try and move on with his life. Yeah. Of course. Thanks, Sean. Um, yeah, I mean, geez. I mean, <laughs> you know, you say your two senses are worth that much. Well, worth more than zero because uh, I've never been married and I have no place to, to speak on such things. But, um,. I guess moving on and to try and finish on a brighter note, um, you obviously made some strides in your religious or spiritual aspect of your life and yes. um, preparing to do something quite exciting very soon. Um, yeah. Would you like to tell the audience about that? So I'm going to be serving a volunteer.
voluntary mission or just be voluntary service in the, uh, the terms for my church in Japan for 18 months. Wow. So I leave I leave in four weeks and um, I have to go to go to America for training for about nine weeks. Nice. And um, I'm ever, so ever, stoked. Ever been to Japan or blue Japanese? Never. Never? Never. Never. I know I know how to count one to ten. <laughs> nice, nice. And how to say good luck and hello and goodbye. Nice. Uh, but that's about it. So it's going to be a m- m- massive and new experience for me. I'm more stoked than anything else. Um, but I'm also really, really grateful. This sort of opportunity, and and I hope everybody who's listening doesn't take this the wrong way, but isn't normally recommended for somebody who has been married before and the the voluntary service is, is designed for those who are um, finishing high school coming up into university studies or just young young adults who are learning to make their way in the world um, it helps them to to grow and flourish to experience the world to observe and to learn and understand new cultures and to learn to love all of God's children. Um, once, once you've been married, it kind of feels like you just need to get on with your life. And mm-hmm. marriage is kind of the next step after you've had your voluntary service and rendered all that you can do and pursued education. Whereas I've kind of done it a little bit backwards. <laughs> I can say I've done it all now before I go on a mission. Um, so you're gonna be far more experienced than wiser than the, <laughs> the rest of the missionaries. I wouldn't say wiser. Maybe I've seen them a little more. <laughs> no. <laughs> but um, I'm I'm really grateful for the opportunity that I have to do this. Um, it it wasn't a a light-hearted decision, and the desire to serve God for me has has grown. really started to burn more and more as I have tried my best to live the basic principles of the gospel of Jesus Christ and to connect myself with God and with Jesus Christ more on a daily basis and so when I developed a desire to serve a voluntary mission and was told that it wasn't normally recommended for those who have been married to serve a mission um, my local leaders helped me try and not find loopholes but just see what we could do and um, the leaders of our church were more than happy to send me out they, they said God knows the desires of your heart and um, he wants you to do all within in your potential and within your capacity to serve him so go for it and I was really really happy with oh of course I'm really happy I can't wait to go so um when I do um I don't know what's gonna happen I just not I just need to study the scriptures every day (laughs) um fair enough yeah 
I kind of have no words. I'm really speechless about this. Because for me, it's a miracle. Yeah. Yeah, I guess um, just to sort of chime in um, for the audience, you know, having known Jordan even for this short time, to see her spiritual development, devotion to the Lord change over these past couple of years has been um, quite phenomenal, really. And um, yeah, and for those who do know Jordan, they. I'm sure they too can attest to her, I guess, determination, desire uh, to go on to this, go and do this voluntary service, cause, which is no easy ask. It's not a holiday, it's not an OE, it's work. Um, and um, so, Jordan, I guess, from me to you, I just want to say, you know, I just want to congratulate you um, and just say how I'm, like, first of all, surprised. <laughs> um, but also, like, I guess as a friend, I'm very pleased for you and happy for you. I can only, I can only imagine what the, the good Lord has in store for you. Um, and, and yeah, and having served the mission myself, I can only say um, good things away. Not easy things, but good things. And so, I really like the way you worded that. I always, I never really share these experiences with anybody only because I feel that, um, not because they're personal, but because um, it's hard for, for people to understand if they haven't really experienced this for themselves, for those who are not members of our church. Um, being a member of our church is not an easy thing, and um, a lot of people see us as... Um, like a commandment church like there's so many things that you can't do um, can't do this and can't do that blah 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 but for me it's it's not about what I can and can't do it's about my relationship with God and as soon as I came to understand my divine potential as God's literal daughter that's when my life had changed and that happened after my marriage breakdown I was on my own I was literally on my own in another country here, well, here in New Zealand, um, but away from my family, and I had nobody else to turn to, um, starting a life again. So I had to turn inward, and I had to change a lot of things. I guess I didn't have to, but um, I chose to change a lot of a lot of the things in my life lived it because I really wanted or I needed help and the only way I felt like I could seek the help was through God at least I knew he lived but eventually I came to understand who I was rediscover myself <laughs> remember who you are <laughs> sorry I remembered who I was to do that on my own yeah thanks Jeez, I, I put a bit of myself um, 
well, I guess to to wrap this up, um, first of all, Jordan, thank you for your time and uh, for sharing such a very uh, personal and I guess such a touchy emotional subject. Um, yeah. But I guess I hope whoever ends up finding um, this podcast could find something helpful out uh, there. Do happen to be a divorcee um, and just trying to seek answers or not, not the least, just feel like they're not alone yeah. in such a um, heavy experience. <laughs> um, but I guess to I guess to wrap things up and to finish it off, um, you know, I've been real big on trying to put things out into the universe. And, yeah. You know, the our religious theology says that you know, we believe things are created spiritually first before made temporally, mm-hmm. or as the New Testament say, the Word became flesh. Yeah. You know, what are some things that you hope to, I guess, to come to fruition? Um, you know, obviously, you're about to serve this voluntary mission. Um, perhaps are you, are you looking beyond that or, I don't know, just anything, anything you want to put out into the world to try and help bring it about in your personal life that you hope to, some hopes and dreams, aspirations you may have. Hopes and dreams and aspirations. A mission was certainly a hope, a dream, and now it's it's come to fruition. Um, now that I know that I'm serving in Japan, I I decided already that I love the people of Japan. I have I know nothing about their culture, but something that I would really love to do is either teach teach in Japan and or teach English in Japan or to bring the Japanese culture to not back to New Zealand but um, this is going to sound really bad teach my children um, my future children I should say um, about my experiences teach them Japanese and I finally learn it and um, but also learn a little more about my culture I realize now that as I go to, to prepare to serve in Japan I actually don't know that much about my own culture but being a Maori is, is amazing um, but it's only as amazing as, as as much as you know it sure. <laughs> and I don't know to learn more about my own culture take it to the world um, spread love peace and happiness work with families um, be a mentor to, to youth maybe a social worker but I love the youth of the world teenagers have no idea how much potential they have I really love helping people realize their potential especially those who are going through the crucial years of their lives Sweet. Thanks, Sean. It's alright. Right, good luck on your mission. Cheers. Arigatou gozaimasu. Arigatou gozaimasu.